0: Is this it? Is this the final edition of the Dolphins in Death podcast for the 2020 season? I think it might be it. Welcome to the show, Adam Beasley,
1: star of show. Hello. It's a good day in America. You know why? Why? Because I can play golf more. Wow. (laughs) Well, you know, that's not right because you live in South Florida unless
0: you've moved unbeknownst to me. Uh, and we you, you can play golf three hundred and sixty five days out of the year
1: practically down here you know the summers are rough. Uh, I do enjoy the uh, the, the winter we- weather. I do not enjoy the winter rates. Uh, I am not a man of great means. Armando went into sports journalism, not for the money, so uh, for me to play three hundred and sixty five days a year i 'd probably have to live in a one bedroom studio.
0: Okay. Well, there's that. (laughs) There's that. Um, So, I am caddy of the show, Armando Salguero, and we are, as Beasley had said prior to the start of the tape, basking in the afterglow of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl victory over the Miami Dolphins. Oh, no. 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 Not the Miami Dolphins. The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, Beasley. So, do the requisite... Uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl and then we'll get to the Dolphins.
1: Well, uh, offensive lines matter. I think that's my number one takeaway, that if you lose your top two tackles leading up to the biggest game of the year against the top five defense, you're probably going to struggle regardless of who your quarterback is. So yeah, that, that's important. Um, I do think that uh, the blueprint, the blueprint might be out on how to manage the Chiefs, you'll never really stop them. I, I think Sunday was kind of flukish. It's the only time I, in, in his career, in Patrick Mahomes' career, that they haven't scored an offensive touchdown. Uh, but playing too deep and getting pressure with your front four seems to be the method. It looks like they were bracketing the tight end and and, and, and the wide receiver pretty regularly, uh, Kelsey and, and, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, and I think the number one takeaway is this. Tom Brady is the greatest American athlete uh, in all of sports, at least on the men's side, in, in U.S. history. He is unmatched. He now has one more title than Michael Jordan. He did something that Jordan never did, which was win with two different teams. He did something Jordan never did, which was win well into his 40s. Uh, this coming season, he is going to break and probably obliterate the NFL's all-time passing yards record. Uh, he is, he, he is the face of American sports for the last 100 years. And I think they you know, since Dolphins fans are so close to it and have hurt, had so much heartbreak and hate the Patriots so much, it might make them choke on their Wheaties to hear that. But it's the truth. He is, he is the best team sport and probably best athlete all in general, uh, we've ever seen. He's not athletic. He's not a great specimen of a man. But he is – what he does, he is better than anybody is what they've done in, in, in pro sports history. And, and I think you just have to take your hat off to him.
0: Thank you, Adam Ryan Clark Beasley. All right. <laughs> we appreciate your commentary as always on the show. So let me let me add my two cents, okay? And this is what I take away from the Super Bowl. You were going to say something? Yeah, please do. Uh, okay. This is my takeaway. More is better. How's that for a takeaway? Mm -hmm. More is not only good, it's better. And what I mean by that is this. So Jason Light, one time Miami Dolphins personnel department guy, Jason Light, he got his start in personnel with the Miami Dolphins, with Don Shula. Very few people know that. He had some core talent. He had some good players, and they decided, as an organization, we're going to believe that good is good and more is better, and this is what I mean. So they had Chris Godwin. They had uh, the big receiver. What's his name? It escapes me now. Um, uh, The big guy. What's, what's his Mike, name? Mike Evans? Mike Evans. <laughs> and so <laughs> All right. when, when uh, Antonio Brown wanted to play for them, did they say, no, 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 we've got enough? Or did they say, okay, yeah, that's good. Add Antonio Brown.
1: Uh, I think they added Antonio Brown. Yeah.
0: They had uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is a 1,000-yard rusher. So when Leonard Burnett became available, did they say no 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 no? We we got this the thousand yard rusher. No. They said Leonard, come on down from Jacksonville, we'll sign you. They they uh, they had guys at multiple positions. They had Shaq Barrett
1: as oh, a pressure. They they had they had Cameron Braid at tight end and they went out and got Gronk.
0: They had Cameron Braid at tight end. They went out and got Bronk. They had Shaquille Barrett at edge rusher. They, they signed, uh, JPP. <laughs> it's like they have piled talent upon talent. And obviously the fact that they have, you know, a very talented and great quarterback. Helped because those guys wanted to come to Tampa Bay now because they thought that they were going to win a championship, and indeed they did. But my point is this enough is never enough. Do more. And I turn my sights to the Miami Dolphins and I look at this coming up, uh, you know, uh, draft, and I say, wow, they might draft a receiver early in the first round. I take two. Mm -hmm. Wow. They might add a running back. I take two. They have the wherewithal to do it. Add atop what you have. Multiply because that makes your team better. Don't tell me, Dolphin fans, let's add Panay Sewell. No, 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 no. That's not a playmaker. That's That's not a guy that's going to help you. Uh, win championships he's good great maybe even but to give me guys that score touchdowns or prevent touchdowns when you already have the lineman in place as far as offensive line that's what I think just more is better
1: do more I totally agree I, I think uh um Bruce Arians at some point last week and I was covering the Bucks all week for the Bradenton newspaper our sister paper um, he said at some point that uh, our practice squad could start on some teams. I mean, that was the gist of what he said, and and he's, he's probably right. He that they they built a complete roster, not just one to fifty three, but one to seventy, and seventy being the the practice squad guys they had too. Um, and and so yeah, talent is a necessity in this league. I know coaching helps, talent's better, and if you have, uh, as you mentioned, superstars at every single position and then you add the best quarterback of all time to the mix um it's to me it's not surprising they won a the super bowl to me it's surprising they went 7 and 5 to start uh but i think that was more of a function of not having an offseason and tom brady learning the offense as he went uh which which leads me to a broader point armando uh the the buccaneers opened i believe at 10 to 1 to win super bowl 56 uh they were the number 3 behind the uh, third highest <coughs> uh odds behind uh the Chiefs, who just who they just demolished. By the way, they didn't beat them; they demolished them. And the Packers, who the Bucks went up to Green Bay and and beat as well. So uh, I, I think there might be some good value if you're a better on the Bucks in 2021. But I will say this: there is a cliff, uh, and that cliff is probably the 2022 offseason. Because right now, Armando, um, they have uh, I think. Something along the lines of thirty, thirty five million dollars in cap space, which sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot when you consider they only have thirty, three zero, thirty players under contact contract next year. Now Mike Evans has suggested that he's willing to restructure his contract to free up more space, but there is a pretty and, and plus Brady is forty three years old, so it's not gonna go on forever, you would think. Um So there is a pretty finite window for this team to win. Um, that they, they, they might have an incredible two year run and then be five and 11 in 2022. And if you ask anybody in the building, they're 1000% on board with that because they're, they'll get their rings. The Dolphins, meanwhile, are talking about and have talked about building something sustainable. That's something that year after year after year after year. Um, you're gonna win. Certainly it's a different circumstance, uh, with the Bucks because they went out and got Brady at the end of his career. They didn't draft Brady. They didn't have, you know, 20 year run that the, the Patriots had with Brady. But yes, you can do that, what you're talking about, completely load up with talent and, 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 and get Pro Bowlers at every position and be too deep, truly a too deep team. But at some point the bill comes due. Uh, and the Buccaneers will work for them because they're, they won the Super Bowl and they're gonna be, Contention for a Super Bowl next year if Brady stays healthy and doesn't fall off the age cliff, um, but I don't think that's what the Dolphins' plan is. Uh, if they would go out and acquire, I mean, it's not going to happen. If they would go out and acquire an Aaron Rodgers, the plan would change. They would be their window would be three, four, five years, and and you know run up as much credit card debt as humanly possible between now and then to win. They're not there. They're not close to being there. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's appealing because we've talked about him before because he's only 25. But the Dolphins aren't ready for a 43-year-old Hall of Fame quarterback to come. And it's reason that, you know, it wasn't even a consideration last year and it probably wouldn't even be a consideration this year if Brady became available.
0: Right. So, yeah, talking about the Dolphins and the Bucks in the same breath to me is like wasted breath because, honestly, uh, they, they're going in two different – directions philosophically and so therefore you know one does not mirror the other parallel the other come close to the other it's just not a a thing but to your point there will be a moment where this grand rebuild that they undertook in 2019 and the Miami Herald is um examining in an in-depth and outstanding series <laughs> on its website and in its pages, both in, do, English, both in English and in Spanish. If you do uh, say so yourself. <laughs> if, if I do say so myself, uh, check out this three-part series. This, this, there will be a moment where this rebuild hits its critical mass moment, and that moment is coming due. You talk about bills coming due. The year three is Bill's coming due time for the rebuild of the Miami Dolphins. I don't think anyone is any longer going to be happy with. Well, next year will be better. Next year will be fine. Next year will be in the in the in the uh, in the postseason. It has to be this year, and it has to be relevancy this year. And it's about the, and by this year I mean this season that's coming up that's opening with the new league year opening. In March. This year is the year where produce or we're going to start looking at you sideways. You know, everybody the first year, well, you know, they were terrible. They sunk, but we're happy because we got draft picks. Fine. Second year, well, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but they're ahead of schedule because they went better than 8-8. Eight eight. Fine. Next year, you better make the playoffs. It's yeah. not. It's not a... You know, it's not one of those, well, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but they inched closer. No, that's not going to do anymore.
1: Well, well and, and here's the thing. We should take a break because I want to get into this in more depth on the other side. But there's, even with the way the Dolphins are building, um, their approach, the Bucks have been better at. And, 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 and I'll get into that in a second. But how the Dolphins think they're going to get from A to Z, the, the, the Bucks did it better. And we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and we're back, and we were getting into the discussion about how the Dolphins' window uh, has to be now that they cannot uh, afford another year of well, let's make some excuses for them. Five and eleven, they blew up the roster. Ten and six, they're the youngest team in the league. I agree with you that all of those rationales are out the window. Here's what gives me pause that they're going to take that next step, Armando. Um, when you look at how the Bucks were built, and we mentioned. Gronk and Brady and, and, and Antonio Brown and, uh, and Leonard Fournette and JPP and all these free agents they brought in, that's all well and good. But the Bucks did that after being really good at drafting. Um, and, and, and just let me give you a couple of names uh, that were part of the championship run that they drafted. You, you mentioned Chris Godwin, Vita Vey. You mentioned uh, Ronald Jones II. Um, Devin White might be the best linebacker in the NFL. He was their first round pick in 2019. Sean Murphy Bunting is a fantastic cornerback. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, they, they traded up to get this year. Antoine Winfield, one of the best young, uh, uh secondary players in the NFL. So yes, they, they did add all these complimentary and, and, and dominant pieces in the, in, in, when you're talking about Brady, but they, they were building on a foundation that was built through the draft.
0: Mike Evans.
1: Mike Evans. Uh, and, and now I look at the Dolphins draft history. And from the 2017 draft, um, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Is I, As I say, a Ford still with the team or is his contract expired? I think he was a free agent. So there's no player from the 2017 draft still on the team. Xavier Howard and Jakeem Grant are the only players from the 2016 draft. So 16 and 17, they drafted a dozen players, more than a dozen players, only two are left. 2018, who, who's left that's playing well? Mike Kosicki is playing well, obviously. Jerome Baker's playing well, obviously. Dern Smythe, solid player. Uh, Jason Sanders, the best kicker in the league last year. That's fine. But then last year, 2019, Kristen Wilkins, solid player. Michael Dieter, non-factor. Andrew Van Ginkel, overachiever, solid player. But, you know, okay. Isaiah Prince off the team. Chandler Cox off the team. And Miles Gaskin, he is a fine number two running back. Uh, we we can't really speak with great authority on the 2020 draft yet because it's too early. There look like there might be some hits, some misses. But how, of those five, six drafts I I just went through, how many superstars did they draft and are still on the team?
0: One. Yeah. One. One. Yeah.
1: Two, if you count Tua to a Vilola. And we and, and we and we don't know. I mean, Raquan Davis, should will you know. <laughs> Flashes for sure. I mean, he could be a really good player. Uh, they, they have a bunch of young linemen that it's, you, 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 uh, you, you did a good job plugging your story. I'm going to plug, plug Barry's today. Uh, talked about what the offensive line was going to look like in 2021. And it's going to look basically identical to 2020 if they can bring Ted Karras back because it sounds like they want to. And, uh, uh and, and Jesse Davis is going to likely be back as well. And they're going to rely on all those rookies. I'm sorry, Armando. That offensive line needs upgrading. You can't just run 2020 back and think you're going to get a great improvement. Maybe some of these rookies hit. Maybe some of them don't. But, I mean, they're <laughs> all of a sudden, and again, I know there's only so much you can spend and the, the salary cap is going to go down because of the the pandemic and all that. But wh- where, to me, do you see the big step forward from this team? It's either got to be their, their defense continues to develop and becomes – not just really good, but great next year, or Tua Tonga-Vailoa uh, has a quantum leap forward. He he goes from the 24th best quarterback in the NFL to the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Those are the two scenarios in which you make a big step forward if they don't get Deshaun Watson.
0: Well, you served up a buffet of issues and ideas for me. Let me handle a couple of them. I said one to, is my answer to your uh, rhetorical question about how many great players do they have from all those drafts? And that one is Xavier Howard. I don't know that Xavier Howard's going to be on the team in <laughs> 2020- 2021, right? Because right. he is going to ask, he is going to request a, you know, a salary upgrade. He wants to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. In the NFL. He wants to be the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL, and he's still got four years left on his contract. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. I don't know where that will lead. That's number
1: one. He did, by, the way, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, and he deserves to be because he is the best cornerback in the NFL. That's fair. Uh, I,
0: I, I didn't mean it in any way disparaging Xavier Howard. He deserves it. But mm-hmm. I meant it stating a fact. He wants to be, and he's going to make the attempt, and it has been wholly reported by the Miami Herald. Um, and it's, it's, it's a thing. It's going to happen. This is going to be more than a little dramatic, I think. So there's that. Number two, uh, you mentioned the offensive line and how they're going to, you don't think that they can run it back. I'm going to tell you right now, they better run it back. They have to. At some point, Chris Greer has to, the general manager of the Miami Dolphins and the ultimate football say in the building, he has to take responsibility for, I pick these guys and those are my guys and that's what I'm going to do. It can no longer be or be, I pick these guys and I'm trading them or I pick these guys and I'm replacing them. It can't be that. At some point, Again, critical mass. We have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to believe in what you're doing to the point where you have your left tackle in Austin Jackson. You have your right tackle in Robert, don't call me Plant Hunt. Uh, you, have, you, you, have to, you have to have Solomon Kinley at left guard. You have to have Eric Flowers, who you signed for a lot of money, uh, excuse me at left guard and Solomon Kinley at right guard. That has to happen. And oh, by the way, I totally disagree with the idea of signing Ted Karras as a free agent if he wants more than three three million-ish dollars a year. Because otherwise, the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to draft the guy and pay him you know, $900,000 and have him under a rookie contract and have your offensive line that's all young, all in the same age, and those guys, they know what's up. The only reason I would sign a veteran center is if the quarterback isn't ready to make the calls at the line of scrimmage.
1: That's it. Uh, I, I, the, everything you said was absolutely correct. Um, but here's the reality. Um, if, what what do they say uh, when, when Greer took over, when they hired Flores? We're going to build through the draft. That's how we're going to build a sustainable franchise. We're going to get a bunch of draft picks, a bunch of high draft picks, and those are going to be our foundational players, and they're going to be the ones that you're going to know for the next five, six, seven years in Miami. The flaw in that plan, Armando, is when you don't draft at a high rate. And, again, I, I, I don't want to cast aspersions of the 2020 draft class yet because there are so many unknowns. Maybe Brandon Jones becomes a stud safety. We talked about Tua. Maybe Tua does take a leap forward. Maybe Jason Strowbridge just needed an off season, and now he's going to give you eight sacks. All these things are possible. So I'm not, I'm, I am not writing off this draft yet. But if that doesn't happen, Armando, people will get fired. That is the absolute truth. If the 2019 and the 2020, and then we'll see the 2021 drafts, are disappointments, what is the rationale for not making a change at head coach and general manager? Well, so, wow, we, that, that escalated quickly. Uh, Am I wrong? I,
0: I, 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 I don't know, because he, here's the thing. I, I don't think you're wrong per se, but I think you went from zero to 60 very quickly. Uh, as far as people getting fired, I, look, the drafts, um, from 16 to 2021, 20, those were all Chris Greer, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so you're going you're gonna to put it on Brian Flores for 16, 17, 18 when he wasn't even here? I'm just asking. Uh, uh, fair. Uh, fair. Okay. All right. Fair. So. All right,
1: but 19 and 20 he was. And 19 and 20 not only was he here, you, you and I both know he is the loudest voice in that organization. He is the one driving the train in that building. True or false? True. So, do you think that there's a single player um, that 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 the Dolphins that the Dolphins drafted that, the, that Brian didn't at least sign off on, if not pound on the table for? Of course. Yes. This they always talk about partnership. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can remove one from the other.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't I, see a scenario where Brian Flores gets fired after this year. I just don't.
1: Unless they go zero and
0: you know oh seventeen or zero and sixteen, however number of games they decide to play next year.
1: Okay, so, I, I, so I, I
0: just don't see that scenario.
1: Okay, so then you'll be back to the normal: keep one, lose the other. Is, is that is that the, the, the game we want to play again? Who's the owner of the team? <laughs> Look, I, I think it's actually going to work out, I, and, and I'm. I'm, I'm I, I, I made a, a pessimistic uh, you know, take there, but I still think there's a lot of promising young talent on this team. But I will say this. They need to be judged by the personnel decisions. They absolutely have to. And I think even Chris said it in his year-end press conference. They need playmakers. That's, that, they, they have a bunch of B, B-plus players. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers have A, A-plus players. And that's the difference between 10 and 6 and, and a Super Bowl championship. You can, you can build a team that's tough, smart, and physical, as Brian Flores loves to say, uh, and has a bunch of try-hard guys that are in the right place and don't commit penalties, and your ceiling is 10 wins. You, to, to get to 12, to get to 13, to get to, to 14, to win the Super Bowl, you need A-plus players. And I just don't see that many on the roster.
0: Well, and you're being kind. Actually, you said I see a bunch of B, B plus players. Uh, I see a lot of C players. <laughs> you know, because
1: uh, B, B plus. Who who are those guys? Oh, I mean, Raquan Davis is a B player. Kyle Van Noy is a B player. He's being paid as an A player. Last
0: last year, he was a C player. He was oh. very average. bad against the uh, the run. Not
1: last year, he was a C player. I we we can disagree on that. I I think he was a little bit better than that, but still, you're right. The the, the broader point is, you gave that dude fifty five million dollars, whatever it was, the and BNA he was an plus a, player. Yeah, correct, and he was a B or a C player. So r- r- regardless of of if, if if you want to quibble about how mediocre some of these guys were, the truth is, a lot of them were mediocre and didn't live up to either their draft pedigree, um, or their or their uh, their, their you know their, their payouts. So. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's the broader issue. And we love talking about quarterbacks, and we'll talk about quarterback, I'm sure, again next week. If something new with Deshaun Watson will happen. But, you know, you, you, you sit back and look at how those teams that we just saw play on Sunday were built, and they hit on draft picks. And they weren't just doubles, they were Grand Slams. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Grand Slam. We I mean, the, the, the the Chiefs had a good running game, and they went out and spent a first-round pick on the guy who was really good for them. I mean, that that is how teams go from good to great. And, again, that's how Chris Greer and Brian Flores need to be judged.
0: More is better. Uh, I think that you just mentioned the Chiefs. By the way, the Chiefs, Sammy Watkins was out there, and they went and got him. <laughs> you know, uh it, it, Levion Bell was out there and they went and got him and and Levion Bell didn't do a whole lot for them this year. Uh, but they went and got him and so they they took a swing at the fences because it's about winning now. So here's let's leave it here, Adam. how much longer do you believe dolphin fans will be patient with we're building it's a process.
1: It depends on how the quarterback looks this year. If, if if Tua goes out and is lights out and and takes a, a quantum leap forward and is a top ten quarterback, but they have some injuries on defense and they go nine and seven, I think the I, I think the fan base will be just fine. They'll, they'll 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 feel very good about the future. But if they go nine and seven because Xavier Howard has you know ten picks again and they're they're getting below average play from their quarterback position. Uh, patience will be gone. It will be absolutely gone, the fan base. Yeah, that's
0: a, that's an interesting scenario, because uh, I, I don't know how the one could equal the other, but I guess if everybody's injured on defense, yeah. <laughs> you know, a great quarterback is only going to get you to 9-7, and seven, but... How often does everybody on defense well, get yeah, hurt? Well, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, Deshaun Watson went four and twelve last year and was one of the best passers in the league. So, I mean, it, it, there are scenarios in which you can win with a with a very good, you could lose with a very good quarterback. It, it, it doesn't happen a ton, but that is the scenario that another you know middle of the pack uh, draft 16th, 17th type of season uh, would be okay with the fan base if you if you leave twenty twenty one. I guess that's what year it is. With firm conviction in your quarterback, you're good. But if you, if you leave 2021 with firm conviction in Xavier Howard being an elite player and that's about it, it's, it's going to be a rough offseason next year. That's, that's what's at stake. And I think people are – we get crushed. You and I both get crushed because we don't treat this organization with kid gloves, that we treat them like big boys, like, you know, this is, we're not grading on a curve. Um, there is zero curve this year, zero and absolutely zero curve if the Jets go out and get Deshaun Watson and all all of a sudden become you know a real competitor. And if maybe the Patriots go get Carson Wentz and they become and they rehabilitate him, they become a competitor. Um, there's no reason to give them any breaks because that's what the last two years were for.
0: So let's let's end it here. Deshaun Watson. I know everybody. The argument is well, the the Texans went four and twelve with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. The Texans were dysfunctional and are a dysfunctional franchise from top to bottom. They have problems well beyond uh, talent. So I'm going to just say that. That's the reason teams go four and 12 sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason that team with a great quarterback went four and 12. Their coach was a mess. Their general manager, they didn't really have one because it was the coach. Uh, There was backbiting and infighting within the team and there was, you know, and they got rid of a lot of talent. So, yeah, Deshaun Watson can go 4-12 when everything else collapses around him. That's why they're 4-12, and 12, not because of Deshaun Watson, I would say. Don't, Don't mess the, with Deshaun Watson!
1: The, look, I'm just saying the, the, there are scenarios in which Tua can play really well this year, and they still fall short of expectations.
0: That is all that we have for this week's edition of the, the Dolphins In-Depth podcast. Beasley... As star of the show, you get to decide if we do this again next week or if uh, we're done, we're shutting it down. Which one is the star (laughs) of the
1: show? Well, considering I like to collect a paycheck and we are mandated to do it every week, I say we do it next week, Armanda. The star of the show has spoken. Caddy of the show will comply.
0: Join us again on the Dolphins in Depth podcast next week.